Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Police say they've captured the suspect in yesterday's 4th of July shooting in the Chicago suburb of Highland Park. The shooting happened during a parade leaving six dead and more than 36 injured. Officials say the shooter fired from atop a roof where they discovered a rifle from the scene. So the roof was a uh, business and it looks like uh, access uh, to the roof via a ladder in an alley was unsecure. Hours after the shooting, police announced they captured the suspect, 22-year-old Robert Cremo. Police don't know the suspect's motive for the shooting as of yet. And in Chicago, police said over the July 4th holiday weekend, 71 people were shot and eight killed in shootings across the city. Meanwhile, gunfire rocked other cities across the country. Illinois has some of the most comprehensive gun control laws, yet none of them prevented the shooting in Highland Park from happening. Next joining us is Luis Valdez. He's a former law enforcement officer and currently serving as Florida Director of Gun Owners of America. Luis Valdez, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Lewis, Illinois Governor uh, J.B. Pritzker came out uh, even before this suspected gunman was captured, uh, politicizing the shooting, calling for more gun control. What's your take? I think it's completely premature. As we've already seen, Illinois as a state and specifically the two cities that were involved are already high on gun control and it hasn't solved anything. They both have assault weapons bans. They both have magazine capacity bans. As we know with the state of Illinois, they already have universal background checks. They have their firearms owner's identification card requirement, which means you have to get a permit just to own a firearm. And none of that in any way has resulted in preventing the shooting that happened. So the idea of pushing more gun control is a complete failure in policy. And the worst part about it is in Illinois right now, Public events like parades are gun-free zones under state law. So if anyone that could have been legally armed to stop this guy, they were disarmed by the actions of the state. Police in that area uh, have just said an oppressor that uh, the suspect was uh, planning this for weeks, may have been planning this for weeks. It makes you wonder if there was any connection to the hyper-politicizing that came out of Uvalde uh, when, you know, when a psychopath sees this type of attention and fanfare, uh, does it feed their, you know, hunger for this type of thing? Very much so. I, I was a 15-year veteran law enforcement officer here in the state of Florida. And the biggest and repeated instances that I'm seeing from all these events is there's multiple points of contact with law enforcement and these suspects, especially in places like Illinois. They already have a red flag law in place. They have universal background checks. They have a mandatory permitting system. They, they have all these things that they want to push on a national level, and it's a failure. And the question is why? Here in Florida, we have the Baker Act, where if an individual is a threat to themselves or others, they refuse to seek treatment and they have the means, the motive, and the opportunity to carry out an attack, they could be detained for up to 72 hours and remanded to the nearest mental health facility for an evaluation. Now, did any of that happen at all with this nut job in Illinois? Probably not. They probably never Baker Acted him. But I'm sure Illinois has laws on the books for it. 
But as for the politicalization of the media, very much so. One of the biggest things that we have in our that we have as a problem is copycat shooters. You have these people that they're mentally deranged. The media just constantly, constantly pushes it and pushes it and pushes it. And what happens? They want to emulate that because they see that as their 15 minutes of fame. There's that, and then there's also just the simple politicalization of what we've seen, where this guy attacked Americans on the date of celebrating our independence. And as we've seen on social media, after the Dobbs and Bruin court decisions, and pardon my language, there was the F the fourth movement being pushed on social media by various leftists. And that's probably what this guy did. He probably went and saw that and was inundated with that on social media, plus seeing everything else that we've seen on the news, where all of these mass shooters are basically immortalized in the media. And he's like, you know what, that could be me. So right now with, uh, you know, the debate going on throughout the country, one thing that we, we often hear, the governor uh, of Illinois in this press conference mentioned it as well. They say that uh, the founders, the founding fathers had muskets and not machine guns or something to that effect. Uh, what is your reaction to that argument, which we've been hearing quite a bit lately? Well, that's ludicrous. Um, as a um, amateur historian and a uh, gun collector, we actually had firearms back in the day of the revolutionary period that could be considered the prototype machine gun. You had the pucket gun, for instance. It was a multi-barreled uh, black powder firearm that literally shot multiple rounds with one pull of the trigger, basically, what would we would equate today to a machine gun. So the idea that, oh, the, the firearms and the technology back in the uh, 1780s and 1790s were primitive, it's wrong, first off. Uh, in reality, yes, there has been technological advances in firearms technology, but just as we've seen with technological advances with things pertaining to the First Amendment, they're protected under the First Amendment, internet, telecommunications, radio, television. Firearms are exactly the same thing. We have had advances in technology, and those pieces of technology, modern-day firearms, are just as protected by the Second Amendment as modern advances in technology for the First Amendment are protected. Louis Valdez, really appreciate your perspective. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be on. Gas prices have dropped a few cents over the last week. Meanwhile, some say the prices could triple in the near future. Chuck DeVore, VP at Texas Public Policy Foundation, joins us to break it down. Chuck DeVore, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report be with you. Chuck, gas prices seem to have uh, dropped a few cents over the past week or so. However, J.P. Morgan says that oil prices could triple. Uh, what do you make of that possibility? And are we doing everything we can to avoid that? Well, I think it's a very real possibility. Uh, we don't have a lot of rigs out uh, working to pull up new oil and gas uh, relative to historic highs. I think we're about 30 percent below the peak. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Biden administration's very hard line stance against uh, bringing new oil and gas online, at least in this country. Uh, he seems to be OK going over to places like Saudi Arabia and asking them for oil. And so if you don't have enough supply, uh, then even in reduced demand, prices could go up. 
And Chuck, to your point, what are we hearing? Uh, there was reports saying that uh, President Biden uh, denied access to, to drilling in the Atlantic and the Pacific. I mean, why is that? And, and what do you make of that? So it's important to understand that we haven't had any oil or gas come out of any sort of new uh, rigs in uh, both of those regions for many, many decades now. Uh, so essentially, he's reiterating uh, longstanding, certainly left-wing policy, uh, but that's all part of that larger effort that, that you see where they've been slow rolling a federal approval of, of leases. And it's important to understand for your, uh, for your viewers that it takes, especially on federal land, multiple permits and multiple approvals before you can bring uh, a new oil uh, or gas uh, well online. So it's not merely uh, the, the leases. Uh, that's just uh, one uh, of the many steps needed uh, to uh, begin to produce new oil and gas on federal lands. You know, the president also attempted to shift the blame uh, to gas stations for the higher gas prices that we've been seeing, writing on Twitter that essentially calling, uh, he's calling for gas stations to cut their prices. Um, is it fair to call out the actual gas station uh, for price gouging? No, it's ridiculous. Uh, individual gas stations operate in a very thin margin. Uh, you're talking pennies a gallon. And I think it is all the more indicative of how crazy the statement was where you had an official uh, with the People's Republic of China actually troll the president and praise him uh, for uh, realizing that capitalism doesn't work and you need the central command and control economy. I thought that was pretty remarkable and shows uh, just how off base the president's comments happen to be given that Beijing praised them. Chuck, we've also seen some pretty dramatic rate hikes um, from the Fed in recent weeks. Where do you anticipate rates going over the next 12 months? Well, what the Fed's trying to do rather belatedly is squeeze some of the extra money supply out of the system that's uh, been largely uh, responsible for most of the inflation that we've been seeing. Inflation, I might add, that hasn't been higher since the late 70s, the very early 80s, when President Reagan and Paul Volcker uh, had to squeeze in, uh, the, the Carter era inflation out of the system. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a few more uh, interest rate hikes. It's important for people to understand that historically speaking, interest rates are still at historic lows, uh, but you're likely to see continued increases. And by the way, that's in the face of gathering evidence that we are in fact in the middle of a recession. Uh, which may temporarily reduce the price of uh, oil and gas and other commodities. Uh, but I, again, believe that due to uh, inadequate global supplies, you're likely going to see long-term upward pressure on those uh, energy commodities. Vice President at Texas Public Policy Foundation, Chuck DeVore, thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.